Frank often refers to the plaque over there in the pulpit that says, Woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. Now, all of us are glad I'm not your preacher today, but I do want to try to stay true to the gospel, the good news, in this very short talk. It's hard, though, because stewardship talks are, of course, about money, and money is really pure law and no gospel. It represents, maybe more than anything else, the demands of the world. It serves as an exact and unforgiving standard of performance, and its very function is to be a means of comparison. Our worldly successes, achievements, and status are measured by how much of it we have, how much we can earn, and how much we can return on an investment. And all of that is before you even think about what the Bible has to say about money. It seems I can't make as much money as the world would require, and I certainly can't give back to God as the Bible would require. How much should I give to the Advent? That's not a hard question to answer, but I do not have the will to do what the answer would require. I hear you now saying, this is good news? Well, it's coming. Maybe the most cheerful giver in the Bible is a man named Zacchaeus. The story is in Luke 19, but I'm sure you know it. As a Jew and a tax collector, Zacchaeus certainly knew the world's law about money and also God's law. But knowing the law didn't give him the will to follow it. Then one day, Jesus, as he said in his own words, brought salvation to Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus wasn't even looking for salvation, much less trying to do anything to deserve it. It was all Jesus who broke into Zacchaeus' life that day with his one-way love for an outcast sinner. Jesus didn't even mention money, but that love opened Zacchaeus' heart and his pockets. And, you know, one interesting thing about the story is the description of what Zacchaeus says he will do with the money. Give half of it to the poor and pay back those he cheated four times over. Now, as I understand it, tax collectors in the Roman Empire basically made all their money dishonestly by overstating people's taxes and keeping the difference. If that's true, it seems impossible that Zacchaeus could even make up for his dishonesty four times over, not to mention giving half of it to the poor as well. The math just doesn't work, and that makes me see that we can't turn this story into law or give Zacchaeus some sort of ultra-tither award. We can only understand that his heart was so overflowing with joy and thankfulness at Jesus' love and grace that he just couldn't return enough. That, then, is the good news. The gift that really matters when you get down to it is the salvation, the rescue that has been given to our houses through the same unconditional love, love which ultimately put Jesus Christ on the cross. God doesn't love me, or, to be more accurate, fail to love me because of how much money I have and what I do with it. No, he loves me, forgives me, and rescues me because Christ died for me. And that is unbelievably good news for a sinner like me. Why do I give to the Advent? On a good day, and purely by God's grace, I give in thankful response for this very, very good news of the gospel. And in thanksgiving to the Advent, for continually proclaiming the gospel to me and to the whole world in so many ways.